So there's this one supplier I have, Simon, who, uh, again, because I'm looking to treat all of our suppliers fairly, I said to her, uh, you know, you, you're sending me an invoice on the eighth day of the month, and then you wonder why you haven't got paid by the 10th. Uh, I mean, you need to understand me as your customer for the fact that we do payments once a month. But at the end of the month, right, we do salaries, rents, and, and everything else all at the same time. Um, and, and of course, I'm, I'm kind of playing both opponent and coach here, right, because I'm the customer, but because of our reliable background, of course, we treat our suppliers fairly. I was surprised by the resistance I got from the supplier when me, the customer, tells her how she can get paid faster. Oh, but Mark, if I uh, you know, email you straight away after sending the invoice and, and ask you whether you got the invoice, no, I, I feel very uncomfortable about doing that. Um, or, you know, um, I, I, I can't follow up with another phone call. I've, I've already sent you the invoice. Uh, I'm sure you'll tell me if there's something wrong with it. Yeah, well, I mean, what we say, don't we, Mark, um, in our book, uh, for Let the Cash Flow, and in general, is if you're not getting paid on time, the chances are about 80% of the time it's something that you could or should have done differently or something that you omitted to do. That's a very classic example of that. Very know? much so. And that's why on this edition of the Riabu podcast, we thought we'd talk about understanding the customer. Yeah. So even if you do feel uncomfortable about you know, calling the customer um, after three, day, three days after sending the invoice or a week out from the invoice due date, at the end of the day, you could, you, could, you must, in fact, still understand your customer. Yes. Um, you know, it, it is, in part, this is a question of companies that are keen to sell want to know certain things from their customer. Mainly, they want to know how they can sell their product. But if you want to actually get paid as well, there are a bunch of other things that you need to know. And depending on how large the customer is, they, there could be a relatively high level of detail. So first of all, what do you have to have on your invoice in order that they might be able to pay it? And that sounds like a rather simple question, but it's not a simple question at all. Because you might find that there are a bunch of internal references that they have on the invoice. You might find that there's an automated matching system which requires a PO number or a whole bunch of other things. Um, you might find that the entity that you've got to invoice is different from the one that you've actually delivered the product to. That's very common yes. with large companies. Mm. Um, the point is that they're not going to fall over themselves to tell you any of this unless you actually go to the trouble of asking. So. Just as we said earlier, you should have a clear credit policy in place with every customer, which is a commitment from the customer, when they're going to pay you, i.e. how many days they get from the time that you send them the invoice to put the money in your bank account. In the same way, you need to ensure that you also understand before you get into a boat with them exactly what's required for you to provide them with what they need to pay you. And the interesting thing is, and very often the person that you're talking to might not know that, your interlocutor, who's maybe the purchaser, or the operations manager, or, or, or whoever it is, might actually not know the answer to that. So sometimes you have to be a little bit steely and persistent. Yes. Because what you want to do really is you want to talk to the person or persons in the organization that authorizes supplier payments. And then you want to deal with the pers per personal persons who actually says, okay, now you can pay. You know, And th there could be two or three different departments involved in this. Yes, so and purchasing and payables, yeah. two different things. And if you're selling to somebody who doesn't understand this and you don't bother to have this conversation at the beginning, there will come a time when you're not being paid on time. 
and you're lambasting your friend, your customer, yes. and he, he genuinely can't help because he doesn't know. Yes. He doesn't know. And then, and then, and I've had this happen so many times, and then he comes back sheepishly two weeks later and says, well, I've been trying to find out, and you know, everyone's saying, you know, tough, you'll have to deal with it, or whatever it, it is. Yes. The problem is, once you've sold the product or delivered the service, they've got what they want. There's much less incentive for, for even a relatively benign customer to go to the trouble of phoning you back and telling you what you need to know. Yes. So find out before you do business. Yes, and that's why in the Riabu portal, there is a whole section called the master file designated to you entering that information so that you always have it on file. If there is ever a problem, you've got the name of the accounts payable person, you've got the phone number, and you've got the email address so that you can uh, follow up with that. You know that scenario where the person you're selling to in the company doesn't know their own procurement policies? Mm -hmm. That I find is particularly the case with people who are new to the organization, right? Mm -hmm. They'll say, oh, uh, yes, um, <clears throat> I, I hear that we always buy from you and uh, you know, thank you for your support over the years. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so can I just order something from you? And they have no idea about purchase orders and raising shopping carts and things yeah, like that. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, uh, and it's always interesting to speculate when you come across a relatively complex system of selling to a company, sending them an invoice and getting paid. It's always interesting to contemplate the extent to which that might be structural. In other words, is it just accidental that there are several people involved and they don't talk to one another and your interlocutor doesn't really know how it works? Or is it perhaps in the interests of your customer to leave all that a little bit undefined? Because if you don't take the trouble to do your due diligence, at the end of the day, they benefit significantly from improved cash flow. There's quite a lot of that going on. And indeed, management consultants of whom, latterly, <laughs> I was one, <laughs> often give that kind of advice to companies who want to husband their cash. You know, so, you, so you were one of those hackers, right? The ones that the law enforcement agencies hire to... No, you just say, look, you have somebody, <laughs> you, you just create gateways. Somebody checks the invoice and if anything's, anything is wrong with it, if it's on the wrong colored paper, if the font is wrong, you know, if there's a decimal <laughs> place in the wrong place, you know, there are any of those reasons, you don't pay it. You don't phone up the supplier and say, hey, we need a more accurate invoice so we can pay you by the end of the month. Nobody does that, okay? You just wait, uh, and if nobody bothers to contact you, they won't find out what it is that they haven't done right. You know? Yes, which is precisely why the service collect uh, intensity matrix, which you also find on the Riabu website, is so important. And after you've got over that hurdle, that invoice then probably goes to somebody who actually approves the payment, which is to say they decide when it gets paid. So this, uh, this is an okay transaction, we're ready to pay it, but let's have a think about whether we're, we're going to pay it at the end of the month or maybe in the middle of next month. Uh, let's put it in the yes, nice to pay, uh, bottom of the nice to let's pay. Let's put it uh, in the eventually box. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you yes. Know, so you want to be in the pay straight away at the top of the pile box. And what we've aimed to do at Riabu and with our book, Let the Cash Flow, is to explain to you how you can be first in line to get paid. One final point on that though, Simon. Uh, clearly, the Riabu portal is set up so that you can enter all of this mm. valuable knowledge about the customer, so that when you understand your customer, you put it in the Riabu portal, you're able to share that information with other people in your organization, so that the customer also can't divide and conquer, right? But finding the name of the person responsible for, that gatekeeper who you mentioned, the one who decides mm. whether, and the other one who decides when to pay, 
um, is also shrouded in obscurity for obvious reasons. So do you have any secret tips for finding out who that person is and what their phone number and email address is? Well, I are? mean, it, it's, it's, it's partly a question of modality. Uh, if you ask these questions when the customer wants your product or your service and you're on the, on the cusp of doing a deal, but you make it clear that you can't do the deal, you can't ink the deal, you can't provide the service in a timely way unless they provide you with this information, they are likely to be prepared to go to sufficient trouble to give it to you. And in fact, that's the reason that we've actually included it in our very simple credit policy document. So we include the names and phone numbers in appendix of the people that you need to know and talk to in order to shepherd your invoice through their purchasing and payable system. Um, to have that conversation, as we said earlier, when the invoice is already late and they've got whatever it is that you've sold them is a much, much harder thing because, yeah. you know, in fact, very often it's very, very, very common that you may not get paid until they want something else. This is a very yes. common thing with small companies. Yes. So they'll come along and they'll say, oh, I want to repeat that order that we had three months ago. We, we liked it a lot. And you look at your books and you say, oh. But you haven't paid for the last one yet. Yeah, and that's when they'll pay you. If you haven't gone to the trouble of finding out what their internal mechanisms are and following them to the letter. Yes. Now, if you, uh, listening to this, if, if you think, wow, that's so much trouble, I have to find out who, who's going to pay me. I need to find out their email address and phone number. Well, clearly there is some effort involved in that. But what's the alternative? The alternative is that you don't find out, and then you don't get paid. And then you end up chasing around like a goose, trying to figure out who the right person and to talk to is. And the relationship can take a nasty turn at that point. Yeah, because you're so frustrated, and then you say things that you'd much rather later so, on so, think so, not. So a it. very successful businessman who, who talks about our methodology in the book, uh, Let the Cash Flow, um, talks about how he himself, when he was starting his company up, took the trouble of going to his bigger customers and getting to know who within their organization actually made this happen. And very often it's somebody that isn't particularly senior, but who has effectively a lot of power. And he found that that paid dividends. And if you're worried about the notion of communicating directly, 80-20 rule, 20% of your customers are going to provide 80% of your payments. Make sure that you're friendly with them. Those are the ones, if, you, if you're pressed for time, you need to have the right relationship with them and the right information from them so that you can routinely ensure a smooth transaction. Riabu.com and Let the Cash Flow. That's the website and the book, Simon Littlewood. Thanks for, again for uh, walking us through understanding your customer. It's a pleasure, Mark. My invoice is in the post. Oh, really? I, I, I haven't received it. Uh. <laughs> oh, I posted it to your um, Galapagos office. Oh, well, we closed that six months ago. So. <sighs> well, things are quite slow in Galapagos, aren't they? Mm. Mm.